Today on Take the Stage, our special lady who rocks guest is Ashley Kuyenga. Ashley is the Director of Business Development at McNally Capital. She leads the firm's origination and business development efforts, including sourcing new platform and add-on acquisition opportunities. Prior to joining McNally Capital, Ashley worked in various roles across the leveraged finance industry at Ally Corporate Finance and Cordant Health. Ashley, thank you for joining me today. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So I want to time travel to 2008. Um, so there, if you know, all of us can remember, there's a lot of stuff going on this particular year. An imminent financial crisis is brewing. It's a big election year, and you are about to graduate with a degree in finance. So walk us through your career, uh, you know, from that <laughs> from that lens. Yes. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy time. So my, I already had a job offer with the third bank and was all excited about it. And they, during the financial crisis, which sort of hit in July-ish, their stock price went to a dollar. So I was, you know, kind of freaking out and it was a, a associate program. So they hired actually 40 of us across the firm who were fresh graduates, got the job started. And yeah, I would say Fifth Third was really a great place to get started. We were in a rotational program. So we were formally trained on credit. And then we got to rotate around different groups across the bank, which is really awesome. And ultimately found my way into our healthcare team. And so I was doing commercial lending, uh, all to healthcare companies. And I actually settled into the specific type of lending, which was more focused on private equity buyouts. So that was my first sort of foray into private equity. I decided ultimately that I wanted to focus on that a bit more. The third was could be a little bit more broad. We did large corporate lending also. So we sort of did a whole bunch of things. And I kind of, there's there's a whole market full of commercial finance shops that sort of just focus on private equity firms. So I was sort of, you know, looking for that, came across a gentleman uh, who was hired by Ally to start their healthcare practice. His name is Tom Cito. And we just hit it off super well. And so I was like, this sounds great. And I jumped ship. And so I went to Ally. And there it was a fantastic run. Um, I just had Tom as my boss was just honestly one of the best bosses I've ever had. He was so supportive and willing to sort of give me things. And he trusted me to do that, which helped me grow a ton. And then Ally as a platform up to the top, our president, I mean, they just really allowed us to build the healthcare business kind of how we saw fit. So it was just a really, really great experience there. But this was about the time, right? So I'm like getting to year eight of my career where I'm thinking, honestly, I was a director at the time. I had my private equity relationships in healthcare in Chicago. And I quite frankly was thinking like, oh my gosh, am I literally going to do this from this day forward for the rest of my career? And meanwhile, I always sort of had this itch. Like we, we go out and we can, we meet clients, right? We meet private equity firms and we meet the management teams of the companies that they're buying. And they always have this really awesome growth story. And so there's always a part of me that was kind of like, I want to go experience what it's like to work for what we would call an operator, right? Actually going to work for that company versus just lending money to them. So, you know, I'm getting to that point, thinking about these things. And I basically decided I would like to go work for an actual healthcare company, doing something like strategy and helping them with acquisitions, et cetera. In the meantime, 
on the personal side, I also, you know, I grew up in Chicago. I went to school at the University of Illinois. I got my first job back downtown Chicago, very Midwest centric. And I just sort of felt like I was in this bubble a little bit. Um, I just knew there was more out there. And I did spend a lot of time reflecting on it because I was like, what if I just go to this, you know, a healthcare operating company? Maybe that sort of checks the box and I'll feel like it's different enough, et cetera. But I kind of knew I needed something even more different. So ultimately I settled on, this is going to sound crazy, but traveling the world, which was an idea that popped in my head. I went on a trip with some friends to Thailand. We met some European backpackers and I just couldn't believe that they were just backpacking for like three months at a time. That just sounded crazy to me. And of course, as an American who just, you know, has had a career, 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 you know, you do this, you get this job and you, you get promoted and that's what your life should be. I was totally like just confused by this whole concept. So, but of course, as I'm sitting there kind of thinking about what I want to do, and this was like four years later, that idea popped into my head. And then over the course of, you know, the next six weeks or so, I just kept thinking about it. And I was like, at the end of that, I walked away saying, I have to do this. Like, I'd be crazy not to. Like, I'm going to switch careers. This is kind of the perfect time in life to sort of cut out when I know I want to sort of change jobs anyway. And then, yeah, I just eventually got to the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. The time is now. I left uh, Ally in about August, I think, of 2016, set off, ended up traveling around the world for about a year, went to 14 countries, and then I came home. I was very ready to come home. Uh, traveling is exhausting, and it was amazing, but I was ready for goals and a job and structure and like you know having one home, and I still wanted to do what I wanted to do before, which was go work for a healthcare company. So I ended up going to work for a company called Cordon Health Solutions. I moved to Denver for them, and I got that opportunity because Wad Capital is a private equity firm that used to be a client of mine. They own Cordon Health Solutions. And so I was able to kind of make that connection. So I was doing strategy and MA. So the MA part was super fun. Help, you know, we made a couple tuck in acquisitions, uh, which was fun to work on. Uh, the strategy projects ended up not being my favorite stuff to work on. And I, but what I did learn was that to build value at a company is hard, right? I always was a lender and you look at the financials and the projections that just show that nice straight up and to the right curve, but to appreciate kind of how you really, what needs to happen at a company to build that value is a lot of work. Um, and just seeing the ins and outs of things that obviously I'd never kind of seen before. And so coming out of that, I'd say it was, you know, just having seen what that takes it meant the financials changed to me when I kind of came back into the private equity world, like looking at different line items. I know those are people, right? And it's just this better connection to business and companies that I think was very valuable from that time being there. And I was like, I don't think the strategy thing is for me. So fun times trying out a new career was like, okay, it's time to move on to the next thing. So felt like, um, I wanted to get back into private equity and we'll kind of talk more about that why in a little bit, but you know, it's the career that I sort of had before from the lending side, but I said, I want to be on the private equity side. So called up a lot of my old private equity clients, found out each of these firms has 
a director of business development, somebody who's sourcing those new business opportunities for them to buy up. And so I kept putting the feelers out there, talked to a couple of recruiters. Unfortunately, I didn't know Alexis at the time, but (laughs) I wish I did, but um, found my way, got the job description for McNally across my desk and started having some conversations with them. And it was sunshine and rainbows. And here we are. So that's that's a story. It's kind of a long one because it takes a lot of a lot of twists and turns. We went around the world in that uh, in that career uh, <laughs> run through. No, that that's awesome. But, you know, you you were promoted fairly quickly. You moved through your career. Um, you even took you know a year long sabbatical, and yet you were able to kind of come back, get back on track. I mean, you're certainly checking like all the boxes in terms of okay, you know, you know, want to go see the world, done it. <laughs> want to work in finance, done it. Um, want to work in you know strategy or no health the the healthcare company, you did it. Uh, and now you know you're checking the box in terms of being on the equity side and working with with uh, with a firm. So you know. When I look at other, you know, when I look at candidates, for example, and I and I look at the really strong ones, there's always that pattern, right? They're 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 always the ones that have moved very quickly in their career. Um, they have, you know, um, just an ability to connect with people in very in a very unique way. So, what do you attribute to kind of this upward mobility that you've? that you've had um, and within these relatively short amount of times, I mean, were you someone, and this is kind of like a, a, a two or three pronged question, um, but, you know, were you someone that was kind of identified as a high potential? Did you think of yourself <laughs> as a high potential um, or was your, you know, was it more kind of um, haphazard and then you just kind of learned to kind of, you know, you just, that, that's just who you are. What, what's your take on that? Yeah. Yeah, great question. First of all, you made that all of my career sound wonderful and checking all these boxes. I do want to clarify that there were some moments when I felt a little stuck, a little worried. So it was not all perfect. And, you know, I think everyone in their career path should have struggles, right? We're human beings. It's going to happen. It's how you work through them. But I will say, I think there's a couple sort of fundamental things that I found in myself, but also and other people that I notice are just kind of those like rock stars. I'm like, yeah, they got it going on. There's definitely some things that are sort of like common patterns. And I would say, how do I sort of bucket them down? I think for one, one thing I, I go back to my boss, Tom Cito, he was just an amazing person. And I think at Ally, that's where I probably had some of the fastest career growth. You know, he was just a very supportive manager who gave me a lot of responsibility um, and it, it, I just had that good gut feeling about him and how he would work with me going into it. So I think kind of finding the right team that you know is going to be a supportive team is definitely helpful because nobody can do it themselves. It's about the people around you and how you all work together. So that was kind of a great mix. And then also even Ally as a platform, like I mentioned before, they gave us you know a pretty big runway to do what we wanted to do. But within that, I think it just kind of boils down to one, being a hard worker. There is just no substitute for working hard. And that, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you burn yourself out and work 100 hours. You have to find your balance, but there's sort of the, you know, the people that, you know, get out of bed a little late, they'd rather go get that extra coffee and not really be working versus the people who are like kind of locked in, right? They want to get their work done 
and they also want to enjoy their life and go have fun. But I think it's really important to just make sure that, you know, you're putting hard work kind of at the top. And within that, um, asking the right questions, right, versus just working and kind of being reactive, um, it's a little bit almost an awkward switch to be more proactive, right? We, we go to university and we can just read in a textbook to find our answers. We can just read the class notes, find our answers. When you get into the real world, the answers are in the people around you and there's no textbook for any of it. So I'd say really making sure you ask those questions like, why does our client want this, right? What were all of their different options and why did they choose this option? Who were the other competitors and why did they choose us? And those seem like sometimes it might seem like that could be an awkward conversation and it's not, it doesn't flow naturally, but those are really important questions to ask. And that that is that's hard work, right? That is putting in the right type of hard work when you sort of go into your boss's office and sort of have those conversations just to make sure things are really clicking. And the faster you do that, the reality of it is nothing's that difficult. This is not rocket science. So you're just accelerating your understanding of something that's probably not that difficult to even understand. But then six months down the line, you're the first one to say something because you understand it and you get it. And now you, you feel that confidence and you're sort of run, you know, you're sort of like ahead of the curve a little bit. So I thought that was a really, I see that in people around me who sort of have those side conversations. Just, I really want to understand what's going on. So asking why for everything is just a great place to start. I love that. Sorry, I yeah. interrupted you, but no. I, I really like that because I think a lot of people are afraid to ask questions, right? Um, they're afraid to ask questions because you don't, I think we feel like it's a sign of vulnerability, um, right? And, and you're exposing yourself to what you don't know. Right. But it's really it's really the opposite. Right. Because you're I like the way that you said it. You said, you know, you're really accelerating your understanding. Um, So it's a little bit about like flipping the switch or changing the lens and seeing, you know, questions as are are really powerful tools to making you a strong professional. For sure. And it's also people don't sometimes we don't know the question to ask. It's like I you get this feeling like, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but I don't know the question to kind of ask about it. And so that's where you take five minutes to just craft a very open-ended basic question and you go in and you ask the you ask that question. And you, it's scary because you don't know what the answer is going to be. And we kind of put this pressure on ourselves, like I should know this answer, right? And so it's kind of scary to be like, am I literally just going to put, and the next thing you know, you ask the question, it opens the door to a conversation. And hopefully you can find those sort of mentors and senior people who like to talk. And the next thing you know, you're getting a wealth of knowledge and information from them. And it's kind of effortless. And again, these things happen in 15 minutes. And the next thing you know, you're sort of like clicking and syncing. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, I encourage people often to sort of think about questions that way and just have those conversations. So, but yeah, a lot of hurdles to kind of get there, but got to break those down because it's super helpful. Mm-hmm. It makes your life easier too. <laughs> it does. It does. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the last thing I'll say um, is just being a sort of helpful person, right? A lot of times when you first get started and even all throughout your career, but especially when you first get started, 
your support, right? You're supporting senior people. And so, you know, you know, you kind of hear be proactive, you know, try to anticipate requests. But even if you kind of don't know, like, I'd say try to do things before you're asked, but really kind of pop in and be like, hey, do you want me to take care of that? Like, I'm happy to work on that for you. And I'd be like, oh, no, I've got this. Or they'll say, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Please do. You know, but the fact that you just sort of express a willingness and an interest, and then you actually get it done, the more helpful you are to other people, people are going to just love it, right? They'll love it. They'll love you. They'll love your attitude. They'll be like, wow, like he or she is so helpful. And, you know, I, if you think about your own life, someone's just trying to help me all the time. Yeah, I'm going to love that person. I'm going to, and then I'm going to want to have those expert conversations. I'm going to want to bring them along with me to client meetings because I know that they're going to help be helpful, right? So that's a really good way to, I mean, it's just kind of common sense of being a good person, like help people out, right? And it's just funny how those sort of hard work, be curious, you know, be helpful, like those fundamental traits are I think some of the three most powerful things I've seen in myself and across other people to kind of get yourself to where you want to go. It's like um, what mom always told you, right? I mean, yes. <laughs> you <Yeah. know? laughs> and it's all from my mama. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's always, um, it is all common sense and it, and, you know, I think we complicate li- our lives, don't we? Um, or we overcomplicate things when in reality, a lot of the the best, you know, the best solutions, the best way to kind of solve problems is is very much so with a basic, you know, kind of a basic approach that common sense, be helpful, work hard. And it sounds, you know, it sounds very like, oh, that's, that is not rocket science, right? Yeah. But we, we, you know, it never ceases to amaze me how we don't do this. <laughs> yes, exactly. And sometimes, I, like we said before, you know, it can, it can feel almost kind of hard, like, well, I want to be helpful, but I don't really know how to be helpful. And that's where mentors can be super helpful for you because we can sort, you know, as mentors, we can sort of guide you into, hey, you know, we've seen a thing or two and we know this person kind of wants this. So raise your hand and specifically do this, right? But if you sort of start with those fundamentals and leverage other people, like I said, it's not in a textbook anymore. So find those mentors, have conversations, sort of put that in front of mind and those same nine, 10 hours of work that you did in the day become way more meaningful, much more quickly than if you just sort of sat at your desk, waited, and then see what happens, right? And it's 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 a lot. So you're not going to do that every day. There will be some days you go to the office and you're just trying to get your job done. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have just enough days where you're asking those right questions. And it's really amazing what comes from that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think you, you know, I mean, this is all fair to say now that you have, you know, plus 10 years of experience, um, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> 20, mm-hmm. you know, it, the looking back, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, but did you know this? Do you think you knew this along the way? Or was this more of kind of trial and error, you know, um, learn by your mistakes? Or, you know, what's your, how are you, how, you know, tell me how you acquired this wisdom. <laughs> you the only way to acquire quote unquote wisdom not sure if I can call it that but and hopefully not leading anybody astray but (laughs) is is to live it you really do have to kind of live it but I think by trying to listen to your mentors is going to be helpful but like we talked about before you do just have this gut feeling about what's right and what's wrong right and helping people around you like it's you know that's just the right thing to do so you kind of have to 
without really knowing what the end result is going to be, which is something you can only know having lived it and, you know, looking in, in the hindsight. But if you do that right thing and you sort of keep your mind open in that way, that's how you're just going to ultimately find that people will start to help you, right? So it's this mix of I'm reaching out, but also people are good, right? People want to help someone who they see is really trying. And so they're going to lift you through that. And if you just sort of are doing the right thing, listening to your gut, you're going to navigate that in the right way. And then, you know, try to listen to your mentors, try to, you know, it's hard to take some, this idea that a mentor talks about and actually apply it. But, you know, we do our best and, you know, the next thing you know, you're 10 years later talking about all this stuff, <laughs> about all the things. On a podcast. Yes, <laughs> like listening to podcasts and trying to apply it to your life. But I, I mean, mentors are, mentors are everything because your network is everything. And just having those couple of people who, you know, you can kind of call to guide you in those tougher spots, that's really, really valuable. And that'll help you, even if you don't know exactly the right next thing to do somebody can help nudge you along, right? Yes. I love that. I love that because it is a, it's very much so like a full circle, isn't it? Right. Because a lot of the, and I think when we talk about this and we talk about networking, we talk about building those relationships. I think, especially when you're younger, like you said, you know, I'm 30 year old, I'm 30 years old. I have nothing really to offer you. And and that's a mistake because you might not necessarily have you know, like a tray, uh, <laughs> in this case of deals or connections that you can right. offer. But I have found in these conversations on the podcast that, you know, that what you give a mentor, that that sensation, that satisfaction that they feel um, to know that they are helping. And it, and it goes back to helping, right? It goes back to that, that kind of that feeling of I'm helping others, which I think, most of us want that, right? Most of us like that feeling of being able to help others and we want to help others and we don't necessarily know how to help others, right? Um, and I think that like that mentorship um, is a way that kind of fills that bucket, right? For many of the senior um, leaders that that are in our lives and maybe not even senior leaders, just, you know, the people that are in our lives that, you know, have something to offer us and just being able to share their experiences or their help or their knowledge is gratifying to them. And, you know, we don't realize that, especially when you're younger, right? I mean, you, you, you realize that when you're older and, you know, what's the saying, you know, it's better to, better to give than to, to receive. Um, and I find that the older I got that, that just becomes very much so, so true. I mean, I'm not going to be speaking like an old, <laughs> like an old woman here. Um, but I have found that to be also like a common thread with um, the guests that I've had that, you know, they were mentored in their, you know, in their younger, in their early careers. And now that they are, you know, more seasoned leaders, they are uh, mentoring others. And it's a great sense of satisfaction. Um, yeah. And your, your mentor is not going to grab coffee with you if they don't want to. Right. So you can kind of keep that in mind too, is I'm not forced that like people if they're too busy, they're going to let you know they're a little bit too busy right now. That's not that they don't want to be a mentor. It's just they, they're not available. But as soon as they're like, yes, I would love to grab coffee with this, you know, young person, they really mean that and they want to be helpful. So, yeah. and it, it is a little tricky because you, you're in that time period where you're like, I've just been taking and taking from these people, but trust me that, you know, eventually you'll have your opportunity to mentor others. And hopefully you want to take that opportunity because it is very gratifying, like you said, and it's obviously a great way to just pass good into the world and 
and go from there and continue that cycle. So I want to, I want to kind of pivot. I want to go back to your, your sabbatical. How do you think that that year abroad, and I think that this is really important for, um, for everyone and, and applies to anyone, regardless of where they are in their career, but how do you think that year, that travel abroad made you a better professional? So it kind of goes back to what we're talking about before, like fundamentals of being a a good person are actually going to help you in work as well. Because at the end of the day, work is working with other people. And so you want to sort of bring good attributes to, you know, other people that, you know, are going to help make you successful. So my key takeaway from travel was, I mean, I felt like I was always a pretty open-minded person and, you know, not, not very judgmental, but and very empathetic kind of naturally, but traveling the world sort of changed that dramatically. Like I was in rural Africa, I was in the mountains in India, and I watched their different set of struggles, which couldn't be more different than my set of quote unquote struggles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how they found happiness in life. And it just totally broke down any barrier of me thinking there is one path that you need to take to achieve success and happiness in your life. And because I will, I will admit it, kind of getting on that finance track, like, okay, and it's all very structured in finance where, you know, you're an analyst, then you're an associate, then you're a VP, then you're, you know, it's, it's pretty defined and you kind of go through your rotational training program and then you join this group. Like it's, it's pretty structured, which can be good. It feels a little safer, right? There's like, I don't, I'm young. I don't know what to do. So the world's just kind of telling me what to do, but I did sort of, I, I hate to admit this, but I did sort of have this, like, this is a really good path and maybe it's better than other people's paths. I sort of like had a little bit of that ego. And I knew that was wrong. I knew that was not accurate. So I never actually expressed that, but I sort of felt that like I, I had my own comfort and confidence in being on this quote unquote path. And I traveled the world and realized like they're not even in the US where you can take a bajillion different paths. Now I've opened it to the whole world where I'm seeing people who just they didn't even have the opportunity that I did. There aren't even universities available to them. They don't go to school. They are trained to do what's important for them in their community. And they're adding value to their community in the way that's important for that little microeconomy, right? And they're building happiness and relationships in that way. And it just couldn't be more different from my life. But that said, it did open my mind, like I said, to like, if somebody's walking down the street in a full peacock costume, like, good for you. I am happy that you are on your path, living your life, doing what you're doing. Like, there is no right or wrong. You know, you're just open to it and you really feel it in your gut versus like, I'm supposed to think that, but maybe I don't really. It was like, I truly feel and believe that anybody can just, if you're being a good person, I hope that you're happy and I wish you luck on your path. And if I can help you on that path, that's great. But I gained that from traveling. And I think applying that to work, I think people sense that in me that I'm not going to judge them, right? Like there's just, 
all those little nuances when you're interacting with a person, when you can kind of sense, are they sizing me up or are they supporting me, right? It's like one or the other, or maybe they're neutral. And I think people get that sense that I want to be helpful and I, I am not going to judge you no matter what. And unless you're doing something morally wrong, <laughs> I'm going to be like, eh, I'm going to excuse myself here. But, you know, other than that, I think people get that vibe. And so it just sort of helps build relationships that are founded on trust. And again, if you stick to the hard work and the, you know, asking questions, you're going to make it through. So I, I thought that was really valuable and just sort of was a definite thing I noticed that changed about me coming back. That was for the good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I love this. I love this because it's, I, I like, I think it says a lot that, you know, you had the sense to take that pause and to kind of seize that opportunity. Cause I mean, the older, the older we get the more complicated uh, it becomes to kind of just put a pause on things. Right. Yeah. Um, certainly can be done, but it just gets more, it gets more complicated. So I, I, I find that amazing that you were able to do that and then, you know, kind of, come back after a year. I mean, it's not like for a month, a year, right. yeah. uh, pick back up and, you know, it goes, it, it, it goes to show it's, it's, you know, it is the, it is the relationships and it's, it, that's key. That's key. That's like one of the patterns again, that I, that, you know, I see among all my guests and, and the people that I speak with is, is the ability to build those relationships and to be humble and, you know, genuine. And, and I think that that's, you know, a very good description of, of you based on, you know, on the <laughs> very few interactions that, <laughs> that you and I have had so far. So, um, well, just to start to, you know, wrap up a little bit, um, I just want to ask you, you know, one last question here, and it kind of piggybacks, I think, off of this, you know, the previous conversation right now, but what do you think is the coolest aspect of your role or, or what brings you the most joy in the work you do? So I love my job. I think specifically, right? So I'm on the front end looking for new opportunities, right? We will buy companies out and we have, you know, we own the majority of a company and I'm the one who's out looking for those companies that make sense for us to buy. So I think my favorite part is, you know, we're talking to business owners, right? We're talking to a founder of a company, a family member who's taken over the company, an entrepreneur, right? Someone who's really passionate about building their business. And my whole job is to, I guess, also back up. They're at a point, if they're even considering looking at a capital partner, like they have hit a point where they could use some help. And, you know, they want to grow and they want to keep growing, but they're a little bit, you know, strapped for capital. And they also could use some advisory, right? Resources of people who have built businesses sort of beyond that sort of X dollars of revenue and kind of built something to be even bigger, which is what McNally wants to help these companies do. So the best part about the job, quite frankly, is that moment when I realize you know, we would be the perfect partner for this company, right? We're actually going to be able to really help you. And that can be because, you know, it's the industry um, and we've got industry expertise, et cetera. Um, But also just knowing my team, right? Like I believe in what I am, you know, quote unquote selling. I believe that, you know, McNally Capital is going to be a really good partner for this founder, for this family member, for this, you know, management team that just wants help growing. And so I love connecting those dots. And at the end of the day, you know, helping a business owner who's got, you know, 
business issues, challenges with growth, et cetera, seeing them overcome those because of the resources that Valley brings. And really it's just, it's partnership, right? That's our whole goal is to partner with these companies to empower them to keep growing. So to sort of see how we actually help those businesses and those people do what they've always wanted to do is a really great feeling, right? And I get to sort of be on that front end, sort of making those connections. So it's just that, and it's such a little point in time where you kind of get that feeling, but that literally carries me through any other administrative thing I don't like doing about my job. You know, like we all have the stuff that we don't love to do about our job, but, you know, you have to really um, find that passion in what you're doing. And that for me, like those are the moments, right? I feel like I know what you're talking about. In my case, it's like, yes, I know that it's it's a fit for my client. And at the same time, I know that it's satisfying, you know, what my candidate is looking for in terms of kind of growth and next steps. And it's the same thing, I think, for you, um, you know, with the firm and then the the company. Exactly. It's exactly the same thing. So you know what I'm talking about. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I have match made and this is a great match and everyone's gonna be happy. So yeah, I hear you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for joining me today. You know, my my objective with the podcast is, is really to inspire others um, from all backgrounds and, you know, really to help them learn from those that have been able to kind of walk ahead of them and share their, you know, their little pieces of insight and advice and just nuggets of inspiration, like I like I've called them. So thank you for for taking the stage and sharing your truly rock star journey. I was more than happy to help. This has been so fun and always good to see you, Alexis. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to Take the Stage and our special series, Ladies Who Rock. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. If you are a company or candidate who would like to work with career rockstars, reach out on LinkedIn or send an email to alexis at career-rockstars.com. Thanks again. And until next time.